The journey to being a successful creative entrepreneur is filled with challenges, hard work, and occasional high points. You have the opportunity to minimize the challenges and hard work by learning from experts, mentors, and leaders that have traveled the same road before you. The Creative Genius Podcast celebrates you and your hard work and helps you shortcut the path to profit and renewed passion. Enjoy this episode with your host, Gail Doby and Aaron Weir, co-founders of Gail Doby Coaching and Consulting. Welcome, and thanks for joining us today. I'm your co-host, Aaron Weir, and today, Gail Doby and I are sharing our moments of courageous leadership with you. It takes a lot of courage and grit to be a creative entrepreneur, and your business depends on you showing up every single day as an inspiring leader with that courage, grit, and grace. But before we get started, we'd like to share how you can connect with us. Head on over to our website, gaildoby.com, to learn more about the experiences we offer and to check out our latest blog posts. Be sure to follow gail.doby on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to connect on LinkedIn as well. This is Courageous Leadership in Uncertain Times with Gail Doby and Erin Weir. Well, the last couple of months have definitely been a whirlwind for us. It's been interesting to say the very least. And Gail and I definitely look at um, each day that we encounter a new challenge or a new opportunity as an opportunity for growth for ourselves and our team. And I would say, Gail, that uh, in the 15 years that we've worked together, um, I don't think we've quite had a time period quite like this of pivots and uh, creativity um, used in the way that we've been using it. And um, yeah, 15 years, that's crazy. We're coming up on that in the next month or so. And I always say that um, I was five when I started working for Gail and she was 10. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I wish. Uh, you got to keep us young. We're ladies, right? Oh, so, right. Um, but, you know, we're always growing together and we're always learning from each other. And I would say there's been probably a learning opportunity daily, if not um, several times a day in the last couple of months. And that's with um, the outbreak of the coronavirus and it becoming a pandemic um, in the U.S., and just kind of how we've had to pivot. I mean, pivot so much on a few days, it felt a little dizzy. Um, but it's been an incredible journey. And I really see a lot of strength and growth that has come from that um, in, our, in our time period together um, during this pandemic. Well, I think back to the beginning of 2020 when you and I had our first conversations. We do this every year where we talk about a theme for the year. And this year we decided to pick three words. And my favorite word to start the year was improve. And Erin, your word was... It was inspire. I'm always trying to be an inspiring leader. I definitely have that top of mind every day. I'm not sure if I show up that way every single day in every conversation, but it's definitely um, a focus of mine. Well, and our team, they had the word ignite. So we ended up with these three great words, which I love. And Mackenzie, who's on our team, had put these into a beautiful script. And then she put these in a frame and gave them to each of the team members. So we have improve, inspire, ignite, which to me was so great because that was a way for us to get focused around that. And everything that we were going to do for the year was going to be around that. And then all of a sudden, coronavirus comes up. And let's talk about how we first heard about it and when we realized it was going to make an impact on the business. So I'll let you start and talk about that, Erin. 
Right. So, you know, the year has started off amazing. We have all these huge goals. The team's jazzed about it. Gail and I are excited about it. We have a focus um, for the next 90 days specifically. And one of our first events that we were hosting was in Portland with one of our boardroom groups. So, Gail, do you want to talk a little bit about what the boardroom is? So just to make sure everybody's understanding what we're talking about. Well, the boardroom is a mastermind group, and we actually took two of our boardroom groups out of the four that we have, and we took them to Portland, Oregon to meet with a friend of ours, Garrison Hollinger, and he was kind enough to open up his office and allow his team to talk to our teams and to our boardroom groups, and we were just excited about this because he is such a brilliant businessman. So in the course of this conversation, I don't think I was in the room. You may have been in the room when Garrison started talking about his plans for what he was going to do with coronavirus. Do you remember that? I do. And I remember thinking both as a businesswoman and as a mother, like, is this really real? I mean, I know that this is happening around us, but how close is it really like what is that radius of of it happening it felt like to me it felt like it was kind of still in china it was just not something that we needed to worry about and you know when garrison garrison is so much fun to talk to and learn from but when he goes into his serious mode i mean it is it's a real thing and i it caught my attention because he was talking about um his thoughts on when this would be happening, uh, when it would be affecting certain parts of the U.S., um, and and strategies he was already putting in place to make sure that his business could move through it um, as swiftly as you can with this sort of thing. And I was just really surprised to be thinking about the what ifs at the beginning of our magical year, right? (laughs) Exactly. And he was talking about layoffs and budget cuts. And I remember thinking to myself, this just can't be real. I was in denial about it. And to me, his actions seemed kind of aggressive, if you wanted to describe it that way. Here we are, we're healthy, we're busy, we're excited. And darned if he wasn't right because it turned out this what if thinking turned out to be correct and I remember sitting in the conversations after we were away from Garrison we were over at the hotel and our groups were talking about this and they said wow I can't believe what he's doing right now and thinking about with this pandemic that really has not hit the U.S. so that was kind of odd and as we were talking about it I was thinking to myself oh my gosh I don't know exactly how to respond to this and I'm not sure when is it going to hit how bad is it going to be what are the what's the impact going to be I couldn't comprehend it because my brain was so full with what we were doing yeah, and I'm always on to the next thing, right? Like, got to get the to-do list done, got to gotta have Gail's vision come to life. So, you know, we were finishing up in Portland, and of course, Gail was not coming home with me. She was headed off to San Francisco to um, go to the Design Bloggers Conference and to meet up with clients and our, our industry friends and partners. And I was headed home to kind of continue with the business and get the team started on the next leg. And we we didn't even talk about it, to be honest. It was like, well, I'm going to head home and you're going to head to San Francisco and all the plans that we have on paper are coming to life and that's what we need to be doing, right? Well, yes, and what was interesting about that is I think that I was 
a little bit off balance just from the conversation in Portland. And then I headed off to San Francisco. And I remember getting to San Francisco, getting to the hotel, and I was walking down the street thinking, oh, I'm going to go grab a bite. And sure enough, I ran into Garrison and his husband and then had lunch with them. But it was so eerie because the streets were relatively empty. And then we went into the conference later in the day and people were there and they were already talking about coronavirus. That's what everybody was talking about. And um, the leader, Adam Jatko, was saying, I'm just so glad all of you came to the event. So everybody actually showed up for the event and it was a great event. It was very interesting. And... As I left there, I knew I was coming home for a few days and then heading to New York. So it was a whirlwind period of time for us, and we had so much going on. So I think one thing I wanted to mention is that in February, of course, we were focused on what we were planning to do. And then I think the lesson that I got out of that is that we need to be thinking about the what if. And if you're not that what if person that thinks about those contingency plans and all of those issues that might come up, up is you have to have somebody that you know that can be that person for you if you are not that person on your team. Right. And, you know, as you were in San Francisco, I just was kind of thinking through like, gosh, is this even real? And, you know, things were starting to start popping up on the news. We had clients that started reaching out, kind of asking a few questions about what the plans were. And I just know that it it takes a lot to get Gail off of an airplane and not to do a trip especially a New York City trip. So we were preparing for Gail and McKenzie to go to New York City, and um, and they were well on their way. Uh, not a big deal. And I'll never forget, um, I got the text message that they were on the plane. Um, they were both really excited since New York City is one of their favorite places. And all of a sudden, the messages started trickling in from our clients that were supposed to be meeting them in New York City for the retreat. And, uh, you know, it was, I can't leave my kids right now. Um, I think that I should stay here just due to my health and safety for my family. I mean, and there weren't that many people that were going to be joining us. It was going to be a small retreat. But all of a sudden, in this time period, Gil was in the, the air. I couldn't even contact her. And it was like, oh, my God, she's not going to have a retreat. Like there's, there's nobody there that's going to show up and it's not because they don't want to, it's because they feel like it's the right thing to do is to just change plans mm-hmm. um, because everything was just starting to unfold so rapidly. So I'll never forget, I, mm-hmm. I was texting Gail and saying, could you please give me a quick call when you get into a taxi cab? Because I have a little bit of information for you. And of course, I wanted to try to keep it positive because they were traveling and I don't want to ever have them worried while they're, while they're away. But um, yeah, that was an interesting conversation to say the least. Oh my gosh. I remember just heading out to the airport that morning. I was thinking, oh my gosh, well, Lux Magazine hasn't called to cancel with me. And I was speaking for Mitchell Gold in New York. York City the next day. And so I didn't think too much about it, but we got to the airport. Everything was fine. Everything seemed normal. We got to the hotel and people were there and we went up to the room and checked in. And then we headed downstairs and went to go um, do a few other things. We had dinner. And that evening, as we were walking back into the hotel, there were lots of people there. It was just like a normal evening. People were having drinks. They were having food and chatting in the lobby. 
and we just didn't think too much about it. So the next day, we got up and went to the event. And of course, by this time, everybody is doing the elbow bumps instead of actually hugging or shaking hands or things like that. And I just remember it was just a weird feeling. And we had about 30 people out of 76 show up for the speaking event. And there were some of the people working at Mitchell Gold that were uncomfortable because they were pregnant and they just didn't want to be there just because of health reasons. But yet we had the presentation and I went to lunch with a couple of the people from Lux Magazine and one of whom, it turns out, did end up with coronavirus a few weeks later, and I was so glad I wasn't <laughs> exposed. But I also found out I was exposed to somebody that was in the audience that had coronavirus after we were there. That's I found crazy. out about that two weeks later. Oh, my gosh, that was scary. <laughs> And then one of our other clients has the antibodies, and we had met her for drinks and uh, had a hug with her. So it was really an odd time. That was very unsettling, but it was so odd to go through it. And then yet the next day I was meeting with another client and he had a couple of his employees that specifically stayed around so I could meet with them. And we were doing a VIP day, a typical VIP day. And then after VIP day, we went out to dinner to this really fabulous restaurant and we were one of two tables in the restaurant. That was strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes a lot for Gil to not fulfill an event and to stop a trip and rearrange the plane tickets and get home early. Uh, and this is, I think, one of the first times in our time together that um, that has happened. And so thankfully, we were all so happy to have Mackenzie and Gail get home. And the funny part is, is it went from, you know, Gail doing this, her regular travel schedule and her normal things to like literally complete isolation. Um, I think it was almost three months before we actually have gotten to see each other um, in person again, which I don't think has ever happened for us. But, you know, I think that we're always focused on service and making sure that we're fulfilling our commitments. And so it was a really hard call for, especially when they're already in New York to, to just say, Hey, you know, folks, we got, we've got to get home and we got to make sure that people are safe um, before we can pivot and figure out how we're going to continue um, with our schedule. Well, what I was thinking about at the time, too, is I was very anxious, and that's not very common for me. I was so conflicted about leaving, but I knew that, well, there's no point in me staying. We also canceled out on a VIP day because the person I was supposed to meet, her kids were exposed to coronavirus. So I thought, nope, that's not happening. <laughs> so right. needless to say, we just had a complete shift. And then poor Hazel, who does all the scheduling, had to spend hours on the phone trying to help cancel our hotel and get us rebooked on a 6 a.m. flight out of LaGuardia. And I remember walking in through TSA and Mackenzie and I were the only ones in the TSA at that moment. That's so weird. <laughs> I can't it imagine. So strange. And of course, the other things that were weird is we had a situation where I said, well, if we get stuck in New York, maybe we can go to a Broadway play and we can go to the museums. And of course, what do we hear on the news? They're shutting the museum 
Broadway closes down, and walking on the streets of New York City during that time was very odd. Now, keep in mind that I was there. I landed on May 11th, and I left on May 14th. So it's right during the middle of New York being the hot spot of coronavirus. So I was just glad to be home. So anyway, that's kind of where I was in this whole situation. And I know Aaron and I were very anxious about it. We started talking about how this is going to impact our business as we came out of this. And I went through two different iterations of our budget. And the first one was assuming that we wouldn't get any more sales for the rest of the year. And the second one was saying, well, maybe we're going to lose business this year of that a business that we've already booked. So I started thinking about, well, what do we do to take care of our clients? What can we do to support them? Right. So do you remember that conversation? I think it was a Thursday morning and we're talking to our leadership team about what we're going to do. Do you remember what came yeah, out of that? Yeah, I remember a lot of holies that happened in that conversation. <laughs> but um, our uh, yeah, our leadership team just agreed that you know we had an obligation to help our clients and our industry. And so um, what we did is we took our monthly group mastermind calls that we um, provide for our four boardroom groups and our alliance group, which is our group, which is um, just under a million dollars in revenue. And we decided to just start having weekly calls. And if you already take Gail's calendar and you look at it and you try to fit in, you know, five plus weekly calls, um, it's a little daunting. But we have Hazel. We have <laughs> in our tool belt. So um, we decided to start doing weekly calls for them instead of monthly calls so that they could continue to support one another and ask questions and have our support through this time. And actually, we're doing that, um, I think, through June. So that was April to June, March, in of March to June, actually. And um, we also decided to um, create a webinar series. Um, Gail came up with some topics that we thought were really interesting that people might need some help with. And this was right during the time period when people actually were kind of pausing for a moment to figure out, can we stay in the office? Do we need to stay at home? You know, all of a sudden, some people had more time on their hands. Other people had projects that were trying to finish up. It was just such a mixed bag of what was happening. All of a sudden, my kids were home from school, homeschooling. I don't know if you've ever tried to homeschool kindergarten or Gail, but um, that's, no. <laughs> that was that was interesting to say the least. That definitely deserved a glass of wine at the end of the day. But um, so we decided to do these um, these webinars, and we have done webinars in the past. We have chosen in the last couple of years to not do very many webinars because it just is a lot of prep work and um, and making sure we have uh, you know enough people on the call and the deliverables behind the scenes and all of that. But we felt like it was the right thing to do for the industry. And so we, a week later, had our first call. Um, I will have to say behind the scenes, um, God bless Sean, our um, our tech person. He just made it all happen. And it, um, it was a lot of work behind the scenes as far as making sure that people were registered and that they were aware of the next call because we started having calls every Tuesday and Thursday um, for this webinar series. But the result was amazing. Hey, if I want to like really get nerdy here and talk marketing, like our open rates just like skyrocketed. I mean, people were opening the emails and actually reading them, which is all I've asked for in the last, <laughs> in the last several years is for people to open and read their emails. And um, we had people attending the calls and getting great feedback and they were excited. It was like giving our industry an energy during this time where everybody was pretty well freaked out, if not stressed out and, and frustrated. Mm-hmm. 
And I think one thing for me, the thing that I was thinking in the back of my head is I'm the leader. It's my job to be the leader of our team. And it's my job to be the leader of our clients and to give them some hope and something to focus on outside of themselves. And so I think the lesson about this is to focus on service to others. You're going to be so busy, you can't worry about your own situation. And I think that really happened for us. And what I took away from that for me was that I needed to be in action, doing something positive, giving back and contributing and not focusing on my situation because it would not fix anything for me to worry. It would not fix anything for me to look at the budget one more time. It wouldn't fix anything for me to think about, do I need to lay off team members? And I'm happy to say we still have our whole team on board and we did not let people go away. We didn't furlough. We didn't lay off. Well, we honestly, we couldn't afford not to. I mean, Yama's got us so busy with all these things. I'm like project managing and I'm sitting here going, there, there is absolutely no way we can do this without our team. Like we absolutely have to have them here. And, um, and that I know has, is going to pay forward tenfold for us, um, in the future. But we also, and just in talking about our team, by the way, we have an amazing virtual team. Um, we have been working virtually for how many years? 11 years out of 12. 11 years. So things that people are running into, um, in the last couple of months, as far as like, I don't know if I can make this virtual team work. I don't know if I'm communicating. I don't know if I can project manage this way. I was kind of itching my head on a couple of the questions that were coming in. And I was like, well, this is so like, this is how you do it. And like, this is what you do. And this is what I do every day. But I realized like, as far as design businesses go and creatives, a lot of them are used to going into an office. They love that time of collaboration and being able to touch fabrics together and, and look at images together and, and and use words in the same room. And I mean, I know that our team would love to be able to do that, but it's just absolutely impossible with someone, one of our team members being in Maine, Gail and I being in Denver, um, a couple other people in you know Arizona. We have a couple others, actually several of them now in Colorado. And I can't imagine not having those team members um, and and being able to adapt and work in a flexible way um, virtually definitely takes um, a little bit of uh, willpower and dedication. But, you know, we've been able to really run our company that way in the last several years. Well, to me, it was more of, I thought that was very helpful for us to have that experience because that was one of the episodes we did for Operation Ignite. We talked about how to work with a virtual team because it's really not that hard to do. But the hard part for some people was how do we talk to our clients about this and get them to think about having meetings virtually. And what I've seen happen in the last several weeks is that the clients are starting to adapt and people are doing these box drops on people's doorsteps and leaving samples. They get on a Zoom call together. And so the majority of their conversations now are by Zoom, although some of the people are now able to go out and meet with people. But for the most part, what has happened is, I think, an amazing metamorphosis that will affect our industry from here on out. And that is that you don't have to be in an office. You can have a virtual team or at least to have part-time, have people working from home because they're very productive. So 
I think it's been good for a lot of people. And though it has changed the industry quite a bit, I think that in the future, it's going to be very healthy because people will have more flexibility, which is something that especially the millennials are looking for. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. And, you know, I think one thing that um, has been really important as far as a daily check for the two of us, and then also just making sure that we're checking in on our clients and our team is staying positive. I mean, I know I've had a couple of days and they haven't been pretty. Um, Gail's had a few moments as Mm -hmm. well, but we always find a way to turn it around. And we're not trying to just say, you know, like we're positive all the time and like, look at us. Mm -hmm. And like, we're so amazing. Like we go through, it's, it's hard to hear um, about other people's businesses that are struggling. It's hard to hear about team members that are struggling with having husbands and kiddos home at the same time and being able to focus. So, you know, I think that that's one really true statement, though, is by refocusing, staying determined and resolving to stay positive that has truly helped us so much um, in the last few months. And also just kind of spreading those vibes through our, our business and our industry as well. Like we're all in this together. Just because uh, market didn't happen in April doesn't mean we're bummed that we didn't get to see all of our people. I mean, we had presentations prepared. We had dinners and lovely experiences ready to go. And we're sad. Like we're missing the hugs and we're missing the high fives and the and the cocktails in person. But we're also really positive that we're going to be able to do that again in the near future. So. Well, I think we just have to be prepared that it is going to be different for a period of time. And the most important thing for all of us is to just set a direction, even if it's 60 days or 30 days, just do that. Set a plan, get very focused on taking positive action and push your fear aside because the fear will go away if you're busy. So to me, this is about being courageous and making tough decisions. And if you have to cut expenses, you have to cut expenses. And I think we all should be doing that. We cut ours by 53% and it was, was crazy. it was painful to go through that. I didn't even think it was possible when we were going through that. I was like, oh my gosh, we're, it's going to be people. Oh my gosh, it's going to be people. And we were, we were able to cut our expenses by 53% without cutting people. So that has been um, a good lesson, I think, for us too. And like being a little leaner on certain things that, of course, not having to travel has definitely helped with that um, cost reduction. But, you know, just having um, the anticipation uh, and the what ifs and making sure that we have the the plan B's and the plan C's and sometimes even the plan D's has really been helpful, I think. It's been very, very interesting. And the other part, too, that's good about this, and I want to look at the good things that are coming out of Corona, is that people actually have time to be home. And they're not spending their time driving. They're actually spending time thinking and doing things. They're moving their businesses forward. We have worked with many of our clients and said, just get into action, start working on things that will improve your business as you come out of this. For example, marketing. You should be doing soft marketing. Do not think that you should not be doing marketing just because people are worried about Corona. So you should be doing it. Just talk a little bit about soft marketing because you and I can talk about all these terms all day long and know what we're talking about. But um, so what are like some of the top three things that you could do for um, soft marketing right now to your clients? So as far as soft marketing, the way I describe that is that you're 
building relationships. That's what your purpose is during this period of time. You're not going out asking people for business. You're connecting with people because they need to connect with other people. And so one of the first things you can work on is working with your current clients to add on more projects. And it's very simple. You just have a conversation with them and say, we're working on a kitchen remodel. And if you're interested in doing your mudroom at the same time, why don't we go ahead and talk about that and fit that into our plan? So that's one way you can get new business at this time. Now, also, I would just mention if you're already talking to your current clients or your past clients, actually asking them for referrals as well. I know that that's such a simple statement and a simple idea, but it seems that the the question is the hardest part of actually delivering like, hey, actually, business is, is going well, but we could really use some referrals right now as that's how we build our business as well. Well, and I think the clients are very interested in helping their designers because they care about them as people. And so just take those opportunities when they ask about your business and just say, I would love some new referrals because we are thinking about how we're going to come out of this. So that would be one thing. Or actually, that's two. (laughs) Uh, A third thing would be going back to your past clients because those are your chances of closing those people is one out of three. And you could go back and say, hey, have you thought about doing your basement? We can build that out and that's a great place for the kids to hang out. Just time to play by themselves and give you a little space in your home. So those are a couple of things that I think would help most everybody with their marketing. So this is definitely a great time for that personal touch. And if you don't have a personal touch, um, find one. It's easy to write out um, a few handwritten notes each week, maybe offer to have a virtual coffee with someone, um, send mail. I have so enjoyed receiving mail at my house during this time. My kids go crazy over it. And it's like, oh my gosh, we got a box. Like, Because we aren't getting to go out and do our normal things that we're doing. So any kind of communication that we're getting outside of a computer screen is so lovely and so appreciated. Definitely. And, and gifts, small gifts, I think are a great thing at this time too. So just think of soft marketing as a way for you to connect with other human beings at a relationship level, and that is going to help you to pull out of this period of time. Because the reality is, in fact, my husband just bought, brought a package in for me. <laughs> Perfect example. I'll be excited to see what's in there. But I think that we have to remember that we're going to have setbacks every 7 to 12 years. We had those in 2008 when we started our business, and now here we are, 2020. It's been a long period of time, but now here we are having to figure out how to do business in a very unusual climate. So I think you just need to give your chance, give yourself a chance to rest, learn, give, be grateful, clean out, maybe create new things. Just think about things that you can do and improve in your business, like processes and procedures, and also work on your skills. Right. Well, we're creative people. And so this, this is like our prime time, right? Like we actually get to use our creative juices for, for good. And not that we don't do that on a regular basis, but we really can like stretch ourselves, um, to grow creatively and use it in different ways. Turn things inside out. Think about things in a different way. Be incredibly open minded. Um, and I know that that's what's really helped us just feel so innovative in the last couple of months. 
Mm-hmm. It's actually been fun. I have found myself enjoying the work that I've been doing so much more than in the past because I'm having to overcome something very challenging. And to me, if I can come up with some new ideas, then that really fuels me. Right. Well, I think that it, we're just about at time, and I think that it would be great to um, share a couple of things that you can take away and, and think about, maybe journal about right after meditation <laughs> um, that you can use from this podcast. And, you know, I would really challenge you to think about how you show up every day as a leader, um, a leader in your business, a leader in your home, a leader in your life. And, you know, choose to make a decision to make a different decision. That's kind of a, a fun um, thought that one of our leaders have has shared with us is you get to decide to make a different decision. This is a great time to choose to make a different decision. We have a chance to reset everything that we're doing and we get to pick how we're coming out of this. We get to decide who is on our team. So this is a perfect time to assemble a dream team. If you have somebody who's underperforming, great time to maybe change people. And so if you can make that different decision, that is a good time to do it. And then third, I think if you will allow for your creative process to evolve, Just allow some breathing space so that you can do things differently and look at everything that you're doing and see how you can improve. And I think you will find that you're going to have an amazing year in spite of what is happening right now. I agree, Gail. Thanks so much for being here today. We really enjoyed spending time with you and we'll see you on the next podcast. 